our very first episode. This is Watts of Love's premiere podcast. I am Liam Miller. And I'm Ernie Yanez. And we're really excited about this. This is a, this is a new idea that they had maybe a month ago. And Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Chrissy came up to me, talked to me about it, saying that, hey, I'm going to ask Liam about it. <laughs> and then I went and I talked to you about it. And you're like, yeah, I haven't heard about it yet. And I'm just yeah, like, oh, okay. that is 1,000% how that happened. So they, they had plans for Liam to get involved with this. And then I was actually super jealous of the fact that they were going for Liam first. So I definitely, <laughs> first thing I told him, hey, if you need a co-host for this, I have no experience, but I would love to give this a shot. So here we are. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, uh, the Lots of Love folks came to me with the idea. And I was like, the f- idea of myself talking to a microphone is just daunting and uh, not something I want to do. So I was like, if there's one person that needs to be by my side, it needs to be Ernie. Uh, fun fact about the two of us, we actually grew up across the street from each other. Yeah, but very sadly and surprisingly didn't meet until later into high school. Yeah, <laughs> we went to different schools uh, before high school. but um, Probably neighbors for close to eight years before. Yeah, that, yeah. If, but if you ask, if, if someone told me years ago that one day you'd be I'd be hosting a podcast with Ernie Yanez I would be like what's a podcast is that a Pokemon or something right and, and here, here we, we are. are yeah yeah here we are that's right, great. great so just a little and also a little history uh of the two of us with lots of love uh so I met one I was uh, a camp counselor with one of the Economo boys Connor in high school and so I met him and his family through through that experience. And uh, I was tangentially involved in what with lots of love in, in college on more of a marketing basis. And then last February was my first trip actually delivering lights to the Philippines. And you've been on a couple trips. Yeah. So that was actually also my first trip, which was great. My connection is a little bit more convoluted. I was um, another guy that we went on the trip with Blake Butler. He was sort of my connection. His mother, uh, D is best friends with Nancy. And so the sort of connection came through that Blake would tell me about these amazing trips that he was going on and me and him having very similar interests. It sounded like something I would definitely be uh, willing and more than willing, but very eager to go on. So finally ended up just pulling the trigger and deciding to go, um, in February and then ended up going with him, Blake and Connor Economo. We were the young crowd and it was a great time. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so that was my first trip. I just recently went to uh, Nepal with the uh, the crew um, in, what was it, October? Mm-hmm. Yeah, late October. It was about a Halloween, the week before Halloween. Another just phenomenal trip. I couldn't choose one over the other when it comes to a favorite trip. And everyone I've talked to that has been on multiple would say the exact same thing. It's every one of them is individual and different, and but also incredibly amazing all in the same capacity. Yeah, it's awesome. I actually have a question about Nepal later in the show sure. for you, but uh, Ernie, good news. We are three and a half minutes into our very first episode of, of the podcast, and we are already the number one podcast about lights in the world. Can you believe it? I actually don't believe that. Wow. Wow. Of all podcasts in the world that are about lights, we're already the number one. I'm, I'm actually going to have a lot of... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check this. <laughs> you can fact, I'm yeah, gonna you fact, fact check like, this. Later, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back. We'll yeah. find out later. Uh, no, but the, the, show, the show is really going to be an outlet for us to not only talk about what's new in Watts of Love and, and the Watts of Love world, but uh, really just... Uh, it's going to be easy listening. Ernie and I are just going to talk about a, a number of topics 
pop culture, sports, you name it. Yeah, and, it's gonna uh, be a great time. Again, just uh, want to keep you guys entertained, however fashion that that takes. Yeah, hope, so, hope hopefully. <laughs> All right, so for our first segment, we're gonna be getting into our um, little bit of news, a little bit of uh, current events type uh, deal called "What's Going On." What's going on? So. Like I said, going into some current events, whether that be news or what's going on with Watts of Love, we'll actually just get into general news. Um, starting off with uh, something that's very exciting for both me and Liam, being that we're both big diehard Bears fans. What happened, Liam? Yeah, so the, so this is a monthly show. So this is all news coming from last month. Uh, the Bears have clinched the NFC North. And I know all of our listeners might not be from Chicago, but it is very exciting for Ernie and me. Extraordinarily exciting. It's been a very long time and very hard road for us lately being Bears fans. And there's nothing better than the fact that we beat the Packers to clinch the North Kings of the North. Nothing better. That's true. That's what I see on the cake. It made me think of, of sports cities. And, and for us, if the bears were to win this year, then that means you and I being nineties babies uh, would have lived to see all five sports teams win a championship, which is astounding. So I, I thought, like, what other has any other sports city done that? And the answer is yes. Boston from 2008 to 2013 has won, have they won all four of the major sports championships? Isn't that incredible? Yeah, all of their teams, it's like five years. Yeah, that's for four teams. Yeah, astonishing. Hey, I think it's still going to be. It would still be more impressive if our five teams were to do it. That's in true. Our span, though. Yeah, yeah. At, little asterisk. Oh, Chicago absolutely. has five teams. Yeah, huge asterisks. Not yeah. little. Yeah. So right now we're at 30 years. So 86 to 2016, that all five have won in Chicago. So if they win this year, it'd be cut down to 20, 20 98 to 2018. So. Pretty impressive. Well, fun really, there. really great. So, uh, what what's going on in your world? What what news do you have? What news do I have? Um, personally, not too much going on, but we do have some fun things going on with Watts of Love. Ooh, tell me more. Yeah. So recently on the Today Show, with something a little bit more exciting, a uh, YouTuber picked up uh, one of our Watts of Love lights, the newer fashion, our little LED with the solar panel on the back, called Jerry Rig Everything. Very famous YouTuber. He's got two and a half million followers. And I think the video at this point has 400,000 views, something yeah, along wild. those lines. Uh, just recently watched the video. So this guy is known to basically take just random devices, a lot of things that you see um, just day to day. And he just tears them apart and checks out the insides. You know, um, Basically what I used to do as a child, breaking things, <laughs> to see how they worked, and then not yeah. knowing how to put them back together. But he, uh, he does it and actually gets paid a lot of money to do it. I wish and I would have thought of it earlier. Two million people watch it. Yeah. And yeah, 200. Yeah, two million. Two subscribe and a half million. to it. Yeah. yeah, subscribe to that show. So 400,000 have watched the show so far. We'll make sure to add a link in the description or in the view here for you guys to go ahead and check it out. It's really cool. He's actually starting a little campaign um, for him to be, you know, raising some money towards towards the organization. So go check out his show. He talks a little bit more about the lights individually as well. Really cool to see how just industrious these lights are and how much they can sort of be put through and just surprisingly continue to work. They're really yeah. pretty. They're pretty hardy. And, um, you know, supposedly they're supposed to be lasting 10 years, the lights that we have been giving out recently. And I completely believe it after seeing the uh, the ringer that he put these lights through and they were still able to to shine bright. Yeah, granted, I feel like we go through cell phones every year, every two years. Oh, yeah. This light, it's a pretty pretty good, pretty durable piece of machinery there. Absolutely. My, my phone is currently screen glasses shattered, <laughs> so I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't think you're alone there. So uh, 
So Ernie, I, I wanted to say, yeah, so lots of love is definitely on the up and up in terms of media. Like Ernie said, it was on the Today Show, Jerry Brig, everything. Um, so the, they they were showing that light that you mentioned, the the LED. It's square. It's very thin. You were just in, in, in Nepal. Why was that light important specifically to, to Nepal versus uh, the original light that they had, which had a handle? Oh, yeah. So this was actually a really big deal. An amazing experience, amazing opportunity for us is uh, the reason why this light was created because of the fact that um, when Nancy initially went, and again, Nancy Kano being the, the founder of the organization, originally went out to Nepal, she uh, ended up coming across a, um, a leper colony. Oh, sorry, a, a colony of people affected by leprosy because of the fact that that is how they would rather be um, you know, spoken about in that fashion. Uh, they, a lot of those individuals, you know, they, due to the disease and due, due to having it for long, long periods of time, they actually end up losing limb, like losing fingers and lose a lot of dexterity in their hands and ability to use like small buttons. So the old lights had switches and smaller buttons on them, which were a lot more difficult to use. These newer lights are very, very just easy to use. They have one big button on the front where the light is for everyone. And they were sort of completely made for that, for those individuals. So being able to go back and, you know, give those lights back out was just absolutely incredible to see the impact that they were at. These lights were actually having on the individuals that they were designed for. It was, it was very, very inspirational and um, sort of, you know, breathtaking. I, couldn't, I wish I could explain it more in words, but again, there are plenty of uh, photos on the Instagram page that you should uh, go see to see the actual f- um, hands and devices that they would use to, to turn these lights on. It, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think Watson Love is like five-ish years old and just continues to be innovative. So it's going to be exciting to see where this goes year after year. And, and this will be your one-stop shop to find out about all that information. So um, yeah, that's awesome. All right, for our next segment, it is called Christmas Lights. And being that it is the Christmas season, Ernie, I'm interested to know what are the good and the bad of Christmas traditions? What what what, have, what do you do with your family? So my favorite tradition yeah. forever since I can remember is that we would all get to whoever's hosting that day, go nice and early, and we would all sit around just a big old table and we would make tamales together. Oh, it was amazing. It's nice. definitely no question. And it's great. There's always music playing. There's always some drinks being served. Everyone sort of, you know, at the very least, people go and they'll make a couple and then maybe sit back and just watch. But at one point, everyone is together putting, you know, the cornmeal and, and the meat into the corn husks, wrapping them up, tying a little tie on them so that they're, they hold together while they're being um, steamed to cook. Uh, again, it takes so long to do it if it's just one individual doing it but when you're able to get the you know the whole party coming over again we try to make it fun playing music in the center and there's drinks being served everyone having a blast and then you know little work it it becomes little work after you're getting so many hands on it so that i would say no question favorite tradition of the christmas season is going to be making tamales and then obviously enjoying them and eating Eating them afterwards that's that's the gift that keeps on giving oh absolutely Nice. Yeah, we uh, every year my my family sits down and watches uh, it's it's a wonderful life on Christmas Eve. Lovely movie. Great movie. Uh, but we I've never seen. I think that at some point within the last decade or so they they came out with like a colorized version. It's 
original black and white from like the 40s. I've never seen the color version, and I heard that it just like ruins it. So we always watch it in black and white. Classic. Yeah. Why would you break tradition? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Definitely don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. Uh, other traditions, um, not so much anymore, but seeing Santa and writing the Santa. I remember, mm-hmm. I remember like Christmas Eve, like the twelfth hour. That's when, for some reason, Donna and my siblings and and me to to like write a letter to Santa. My parents were like trying to shovel us to bed, and I don't know what I was trying to do, like last ditch effort to get on his good side or something but like, hey what's up it's like hey like thanks for coming and and oh so it ended up being a thank you note because <laughs> kind of yeah it was hilarious. just like buttering him up i think that's, uh, that's so great oh yeah. uh, by the way i want this this and this thank you for already coming yeah already thanks know the kids are going to be here in the morning so. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> at some um, point you sort of knew like yeah I don't remember ever writing a, a letter to santa i'm gonna be honest I, we never mailed them yeah we just like left it on the table with the cookies so he'd like eat the cookies and be like hey thanks for coming and then maybe maybe if i were on the bad list maybe like oh okay yeah Uh, i'm gonna ditch this cold yeah Yeah, hey he was gonna get cold but he said thank you right um cutting down a tree do you guys ever have a we never had a real tree no we didn't yeah Uh, that's that's one that i i wish we would have done that um i will try to do growing up i just hear it's such a it's such a pain it seems like a lot of work yeah it seems like a lot of work (laughs) um i i need to do it one year at least one year see what the whole thing is and then make my decision after that point realistically probably gonna end up going back to a fake tree but give it a shot one time yeah why not not? is it uh i think you have to water it or like put it in water so it doesn't die i have no idea i'm gonna be honest with you Uh, i heard that uh if you spray paint it with clear spray paint oh It'll end up lasting longer. I've heard okay. that somewhere, but I also heard that that might make the tree more flammable. Oh gosh! Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I do bugs come in with it? That would be that would be my. Maybe this is maybe I'm just yeah paranoid. No, but that, that, do that, bugs come in with the trees? I, I, there's no way to check every branch. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds like a pro- a problem a potential problem. You know what? These live trees don't sound so great anymore. I'm I guess if I guess devil's advocate, if you have an artificial tree that you just store in your basement for 11 months out of the year. There's probably some bugs in that as well, maybe some spiders. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, what are your thoughts on eggnog? I don't think I've ever had eggnog. Interesting. So there's a again, trying to bring it back to my personal tradition. Yeah. I've tried eggnog very recently yeah. and didn't realize that what I've been drinking my entire life wasn't eggnog. <laughs> so <laughs> my family, we do. Uh, I guess it's like the Mexican version or okay. the Latino version, rompope. And it's um, got a very slight uh, level of alcohol to it. Um, and again, didn't know that growing up. Not that <laughs> I, there are, you know, I may have accidentally had the alcoholic version once yeah. or twice growing up, just not knowing. But then I went and had traditional eggnog and I was so like disappointed. Mm. I was like, this is not the same. Yeah. It may have been the alcohol aspect of it, but I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't. I still don't know. I do not like traditional egg, eggnog. Interesting. Okay. Mexican eggnog, big fan. I'd be down to try it. Um, so if, if there is eggnog at some point this Christmas season, I'll try it. I'll report back next month. Yeah. Uh, good. What are your thoughts on Chris's lights? I think they're kind of a pain to put up. But they look so nice. But they look nice. I'm all about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm all about Christmas lights. I, I try to go as all out as possible. Um, when it comes to that, I'll be out there in the cold. Doesn't matter. I won't. I'll, and I do it again. I try to go the Saturday after Thanksgiving is typically my tradition. Saturday after Thanksgiving, don't listen to Christmas music up until mm. December 1st. Okay. But the Christmas lights can go up well beforehand. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. You know what lights I don't like? I don't like the ones that 
look like icicles. And that's just my personal opinion. The ones that look like icicles, because I feel like most of the time, the coloring of the icicles are like what a light bulb is, which is like kind of yellowish. Right. Which is not accurate to an actual icicle. If your actual icicles are yellow, get your dog off the roof. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So those. But the just, new ones, you've got that LED blue. Which that's is true. Sort yeah. Of so that's, nicer. they've but made, they've made strides in the past yeah. year, the icicle lights. Uh, but they just, every time I see those, it just, it bugs me. Okay. So what else? Uh, ugly Christmas sweater. Oh um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I love them. I think yeah. they're great. I think they've become better because they're becoming more comical, which is great. Because okay. of the fact that, but okay. So the funny ones, great. They're expensive, overpriced. The best ugly Christmas sweaters are the ones that are in your grandpa's closet. Exactly. The traditional, like old school, like right. was cool once, atrocious now. Exactly best ugly Christmas sweater you can get. Right. Cause now you can just walk into any retail store and they have like quote unquote ugly Christmas sweaters. Right, like they've like just, Raptor they've, sweaters yeah, they've made those. them specifically to look in the style of, of ge- uh, genuine ugly sweaters. But I agree with you. A true genuine ugly sweater is, or, or, or sometimes even better, an ugly sweater vest oh, wow. is something that you've, that was worn decades ago. And wh- whoever owned it, put it on and looked in the mirror and said, I look good. And that is that is what an ugly sweater is. That that's the best kind. Thrift shop, grandpa's closet, whatever. Yeah. Those Throw, throwbacks. throwbacks. As always, throwbacks always prevail. Yeah, exactly. They're always better. All right. So if you've been listening to Watson Talk this whole time and you're like, what are these guys talking about? Like lights? What what is this? Stay tuned because right now we have an interview with the founder, Nancy Economo. Okay, we are here with Watts of Love founder Nancy Economo. And she's gonna tell us a little bit about the organization, how it started, and then we'll get to some fun questions with her as well. Get, get to know the real Nancy. So first of all, welcome. Thank you, Liam. Welcome Thank to Watson Talk. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, um, very nice to have you there, Nance. Thanks for uh, coming in and spending some time with us. Thank you, Ernie. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners know how Watson Love started, but as a reminder to them and uh, a learning opportunity for our new listeners, how did Watts of Love start? So Watts of Love started from a business trip in the Philippines with my husband. He went off and was doing his work. And I was curious, what do people in the Philippines, how do they really live? And what does poverty look like there? So I went to a feeding program where there was a young girl whose face was burnt. And the teachers were putting toothpaste on her face. And when I saw that, you know, I am a mother of five boys, and I think my mother's heart was just really concerned for this young girl and wondering why the toothpaste, you know, they didn't have any burn medicines. And they said, it happens all the time that children are burnt. And so as a mom, I came home and I just saw this problem and I knew that I needed to do something. That's awesome. And what year was that? So that was in 2009. And you know, having this desire in my heart, you know, and I had a house full of babies and laundry and absolutely every excuse not to do it. But I just knew that I needed to do something. So I came up with the name. I have this dream and it's called Watts of Love and I'm going to bring solar lights to people. And my friends and family were kind of like, really? What do you know about solar? And what do you know about non-for-profit? But After three years of just, you know, kind of living with that dream in my heart and knowing, 
you know, that, that I was compelled to do something. So stepped out in 2012, um, just took that first step. And I just believe you can have a big vision, but you have to know what is the next step. So what was that? Was registering the name with the state of Illinois. And then it was starting to tell people that I was going to go to the Philippines in February of 2013, 1,000 lights. So we identified an area, we identified how many lights, and it was just starting to step into that dream, not really knowing the outcome, but knowing that's what I was going to do. So it was a big dream, and you knew that just little steps was gonna was gonna be the re, the thing that got you there. Just one thing at a time, just one foot after another, getting forward and just continuing to pursue the dream that you were following. Absolutely. Fantastic. So going into a little more detail again, you mentioned the the burns again. Where where give a little more detail on that aspect, like why the burns, like what was the aspect of that that played into the lights? Yep. So you know, I found out on that trip that. Um, Kerosene is equivalent, almost 2 million people a year die of kerosene-related injuries or burns. You know, there's all different reasons associated with kerosene that, that injure people. But it's really women and children that are impacted by that because they're the ones closest to the kerosene so that they can see. And it's like, what is, is it, a Molotov cocktail mm-hmm. where it's, it just, if it falls over, it's like a liquid bomb. So with this young girl, you know, at night, they usually keep that on as a nightlight because it, it wards off predators. And, you know, just imagine sleeping and hearing something, um, you know, it just, it, it, it impacts so many different ways of, and, you know, the burns. In, and then also the inhalation. The inhalation, the, the eye chemicals. disease. It's like smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. So when we eliminate a kerosene lamp, it's really impacts the health and so many other aspects. So more, it's more than just the ability to see, but also has such a big impact individually on the health of the people that aren't are receiving these lights. Not just like the day-to-day activities, but overall impact on, on the person. Absolutely. So there's, there's health impacts, but can you also go into a little bit of the economic impact too that a light would have on a family or an individual? Yeah. So um, one of the very first lights we gave out was to a mom and her name was Emily. She had seven children. And I was so excited to see, you know, as a mom, what is it like to live in darkness? And now all of a sudden you have a new light. So the next morning I ran down to see what she had done and what her experience was. And when I get there, she had stayed up and made 1000 bamboo barbecue sticks So it was my first time realizing, wow, like she saved 20 pesos, not burning kerosene. And now she was instinctively like this entrepreneur, given this opportunity, she made 1000 bamboo barbecue sticks that she can sell on the mainland for 20 pesos. So she doubled her family's income in 12 hours. So it really um, has an immediate impact. And globally, 30% of their annual income is for kerosene. So that's the equivalent of an American's mortgage. Hmm. See, that's something that's actually surprising to me because I didn't make that connection beforehand that you didn't have that sort of entrepreneurship idea going into bringing the lights. I didn't realize that initially that that was something that sort of came and played into the 
into the end game. And now you, you realize after the fact that, hey, you know, these lights are more than just health benefits and mobility and being able to use them at night for protection, but even greater effect having an economic like impact on these individuals. I didn't realize that that wasn't part of the initial plan. That's actually super interesting to me. Yeah, it was, I, well, when I started Watts of Love, I didn't even know if people needed solar lights. Like that was right. really, it was just this desire to bring light, not even realizing there was what type of impact. And so seeing the impact over the last five and a half years has just propelled me because it is, it is a global solution for helping people. And, and it was having the ability and the patience really to hear what their problems were and how the lights were solving some of their problems and then coming back and saying, okay, how next like seeing this economic impact and knowing that they can't count, they've never had a bank. They don't understand, you know, compound savings, you know, and coming up with the, the pictures that we have you know, and trying to teach that to people who have no concept of what that's like and, and showing them a pathway and taking the time, you know, was really, I, I think, a key part of what we do. Yeah. So, I mean, for those listeners who have never been on a trip or never heard of heard from people who have been on trips, it is so much more immersive than just handing out a light or, or just leaving them in a village or something. It is, it is immersive in, in that there's such a huge educational aspect of it, uh, showing showing these people how to use the light because sometimes that's the 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 most technology they've held in their hands. Is that right? Yeah, they they've never even pushed a button. Right, right. So it's it's showing them how to use it, something that's probably very intuitive uh, for us. And then it's it's the education, the economic education, like you were talking about, yeah. and and showing them how to save money and. Because it's, that's such a huge difference. Not only are they not spending money on kerosene, so they're saving money automatically, but then they're they're creating these micro businesses, and that's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, something that I always the way that I always try to you know portray it out. Like, what do you guys do? It's like you know, it's not just a handout. Like showing them, how, we show them how to use the light, but on top of that, we show them how the lights are useful. You know, right. something that I always go back to. You know, it's more than just giving a light. It's you know is showing what the impact of a light can actually do, which is always fun and the, the best part of the whole thing, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many ways to help people, but, you know, obviously I think lighting can solve all problems now, but, you know, really we go in there and it's an immediate impact. And there's, you know, I, and now they're buying their own food. They're paying for their children to go to school. So, We've just given them like, you know, like the fishing pole, we're teaching them to fish. Right. So now we, we don't create a cycle of dependency. And I think that's what's unique about Watts of Love is we go in, we give them the tool, we give them the education. And then we also give them that one-on-one, -on -one, like you are worthy. You are going to save your money. You are going to buy a chicken. What do you want? What does your family need? Mm -hmm. And then really releasing them. And encouraging them and cheering them on that they're going to do it. And we go back and they have. Right. That's really powerful. It's, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Every time. Bring me back. Yeah. It's great. What do you say for, for, I mean, going on these trips is is open to anyone who's interested. What would you say for, what's a piece of advice you'd give to someone who's on the fence about going on, on a Watts of Love trip? 
I would say you're never going to feel like you have enough money. You're never going to feel like, oh, it's the perfect time. It always seems like it's going to be a long time to be away or you're concerned, you know, whatever's happening. I, it, it's just purchase your ticket, take that leap of faith. If you have any inclination and you want to see a way to impact the world through your efforts, this is the way to do it. That's great. Yeah. And I, I think that that's exactly how I sort of hopped on my first trip. It was, Hey, I was asked, I didn't think twice. I had the opportunity to take a couple beforehand that I didn't take advantage of. And that last time I was just like, all right, we're doing it. Fine. I'm in hundred percent. We're going to make it happen. And I would have to agree. Following that type of advice is definitely the way to do it. That's great. Yeah. What about you, Liam? (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I've, I went on the trip last year and, uh, yeah, for a while I was like, is like she wouldn't I don't have enough time I don't you know like you said there's never a perfect time yeah. you know there's always you can always use that excuse like oh it's not a good time but as soon as I committed to it and then revolved my my life and my schedule around like oh I'm going on this trip in February then it was easy yeah you know it's it was I think this taking that taking that step of of solidifying like yes I'm going and everything else will fall behind that is, is that that was helpful for me. Yeah, and it's sort of scary taking that leap like that, hey, everything's going to work out. You know, yeah. that's, I mean, that's sort of always your attitude and your mentality. And I know a lot of people envy you for having just like that commitment to the idea that, hey, you know, things are going to work out. But it, I, it always does, right? It absolutely does. And, you know, as a mom, a lot of women will say to me, I could never leave my family the way you do. And because we, I think a lot of times as stay-at-home moms, we look at, everything we do, which is important, no doubt. But you can do all of those things and take some time. And what you come back with and what you empower your children and what that you've modeled for them is so powerful. So, you know, as a mother, I encourage you to take that investment in yourself, number one. But it is there's going to be such a trickle down to your children that it can change really the direction of their lives. I can say that for my own children, I think it's carved a different path for them. But I look at you too as, you know, young men who I think lots of love through your own experience, it has changed the path of your life and it's given you different motivations. And not that you have to be a lots of love fan the rest of your life, which I hope you are, but it's it's encouraged you to to reach for for greater things in your own life. Totally, totally. Life, life changing. Yes, yeah. no question about it. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, the way you, you balance your life is remarkable, and I don't quite understand. I feel like you do 48 hours of work in 24 hour days. <laughs> yeah, but, sometimes. Um, yeah, it feels that way. Yeah. Um, one of the last questions here uh, looking forward in the next year or two, uh, is there one place, one new place maybe that, that you're very excited to go? I am super excited. Um, we, we don't have this solidified yet. But it's really a desire of mine to go to Ethiopia. And um, there are some mountains there. There's about 11,000 people that live in a national forest. So they cut down the trees and, you know, it's just the way of life. Um, they're goat farmers. So when it rains, they they stay in caves. Like, you, it's a very remote area. Absolutely no access to electricity. So my desire is to go to this area and light the entire national forest. There's 12,000 or 12, yeah, 1,200 homes and about 12,000 people. That's incredible. Yeah. So 
January 2020. So put it on your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Exclusive news. That's great. Uh, do you have any other questions there? I don't know. I think we can get into our next little part here. Cool. Yeah. Want to introduce it? Yeah. So now that we've gotten all of the uh, lots of love info down and out of the way, we're going to have a little more fun here and we're going to turn turn it over to a, uh, a lightning round. So we're just going to be hitting you with a couple fun questions. It's going to be nice, lighthearted. First qu- first answer that comes to mind, you're just going to toss it back out for us. All right. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. Okay. They're, all, they're all nice and easy. Pretty much all revolving around like holiday type theme. All okay. right. So I'll let him, Liam go ahead and you hit her with, the, with your first one. Okay. Favorite Christmas movie. Oh, I said the little drummer boy. Ooh, classic. Yeah, okay. Classic. All right. All right. Um, when do you think it's appropriate for people to start listening to Christmas music? Big controversy. On, or controversy I'm on kind this. of December 1st. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm yeah, kind I'm of too. midway. Maybe it's like, it's December. Most. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, can't do it much least. before Thanksgiving. You know, you're still kind of in Thanksgiving yeah. mode. And it's, it's like December 1st. I'm ready. Yeah, I do a little like appetizer in the beginning of November. Like I'll sample it a little bit, and then, <laughs> and then once Thanksgiving hits, um, you know, I'm listening to it all the time. But that's, really? that's just, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I get a little antsy. I, I go, I go December first. December one. Yeah, December I will. One, I will one. say that <laughs> the downfall of my uh, my way of thinking is that definitely by like early to mid December, I'm like kind of sick of some songs <laughs> because it's, uh, I've just been listening to them for a month. So where I carry specifically that yeah. just about a week. And I'm like, okay, I start listening to that like yeah. the week before Christmas and like all I want December 26th. Done. 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 Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more Christmas. Exactly. Until next yeah. year. I like it. Uh, all right. Do you have a signature Christmas dish that you make? Oh my gosh. We are, um, Christmas Eve, it has to be a turkey. And oh, it's, nice. I can't, I cannot take credit for that. My mother makes a turkey and homemade stuffings with, oh, with sausage. And now she's, they're kind of skipping over me <laughs> and teaching my boys how to do that. So it's, it's oh, really the tradition neat. tradition stays alive. Yeah, right? the tradition stays alive. And, and um, you're just constantly fed then. Well, no, I, right. I just, <laughs> just said, like, it just, I, right. <laughs> it's, it's good. So you will, no matter what happens, you will, you will always be. Yeah. Turkey. I'll have a fresh turkey. I like I, that. I right. kind of like it. Yeah. Right. I'm going to follow that route. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you need to have five boys. That's true. All right. <laughs> or five All right I'm going to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to stick with the uh, holiday music theme. Any uh, favorite holiday song, Christmas song, or anything along those lines? Oh gosh. Um, I, you know, I'm probably just like a classic. What's it? Uh, Christmas time. What's it from the eighties? The, when all the bands came together. Oh, uh, Band-Aid. That's on. Yeah. Or, like, do they know oh, it's, no, Chris- yeah. do they yeah. know it's Christmas time at all? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love oh, that. I oh, love okay. the, old, it's like Bono and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a, it's that's the a good old, one. so I liked a lot of that. And then I listened to a lot of Christian Christmas Who music. Does so. Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of, this is maybe a, a an obscure one, but the, the theme, the, the score from Home Alone by John Williams. Oh, it just oh. really gets me in the Christmas mood. Look it up if you haven't. It's what about uh, the Peanuts? Oh, that's oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. Right? Peanuts Christmas, of course. My go-to, again, doesn't reflect my views on Christmas by any means, but You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, for some reason, has oh. always been just mm. like my favorite Christmas song. And every rendition, it doesn't matter. There's like a million on Spotify that I'll literally just play all of them in a row, and my family hates it every yeah. year. <laughs> I'll just go and it'll be like first one to the next one. And it's all a different artist, all their own rendition of it. And I love every one of them. 
Really? It's very odd. Yeah. It's a weird thing. But uh, yeah, I, it's I, I'm going to give that a try. Yeah, you should. You're probably going to hate it after two. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nancy, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, we really appreciate this. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks this so is much. really amazing. And thank you for being parts of lots of love. Oh, absolutely. Happy to no do other it. Way. Yeah, no other way. All right, going on to our next segment. We're going on to a little fun here, keeping it lighthearted. Uh, enlightenment. We're just going to be talking about some uh, nice fun facts going back and forth. Um, real quick here, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm maybe starting it off with just some facts about lights, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is just, I, mean, I feel like this is... These, this segment is for you all to gather a couple of fun facts for your next party. Christmas coming up, you know, impress everyone with these fun facts and uh, it'll be or water cooler talk at work. There you go. Yeah. So what's by, the wa- by the watering hole, why not? Yeah. All right. So Liam, actually, I'm going to give you a little quiz on this one. Okay. So we all know light super fast. Yeah. You would say the fastest. Yeah. yeah. Speed of light. Yeah. Fastest thing ever. So how long does it take for light to t- go from the sun to the earth how oh, many minutes uh, how many minutes? uh how many minutes yeah how many minutes over or under 10 minutes oh get- i would have said under okay good any guess any roundabout guess is it dumb i, I want to say like it's a matter of seconds is that false yeah it's false <laughs> oh, no. it's definitely over over a couple seconds okay so over in between a minute and, over, and under 10 minutes you could sell me at any time and i would believe you because i have no idea yeah so it's eight minutes eight minutes really it takes eight minutes for light to go from the sun all the way to the earth wow is it true that that far away stars by the time we see the light they're already dead that's how far away they are well, not necessarily but sometimes i right? there's no way for us to know that's crazy right i don't know scientists probably know yeah. so you're looking up at the sky yeah you're just looking into the past because those are light. Those, that's light coming from millions of years ago. I think my brain just broke. That was, yeah, that was deep. Wow. All right, I've got one for you. Uh, what is the highest grossing, the highest grossing live action comedy uh, domestically of all time? And this is, you know, take inflation into account. Do you know this? I do know this. One. Okay. Yeah. And it's fun because it's like right around this time it's, of yeah, year. Yeah, right around this time of year. Yeah, where you would like watch it. Yeah. Here's a second if you want to think about it and guess. Okay, seconds over. The answer is Home Alone. Yeah. Has held this title for 27 years, nine, or 28 years. It was a 1990 movie. Live action comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I, for some reason, being that it's a Christmas movie in my head, yeah, I never associate it with the comedy, but right. it is hilarious. Yeah. Is, yeah, I, I agree. All right, going back to light. Still travels real fast. How many times would it go around the earth in a second? Uh... Uh, 20? Tw- <laughs> Close. No, seven, seven and a half times. So, it, oh, but okay. again, think about the distance now. If it takes eight minutes for it to get from the sun all the way to the earth, in one second, it'll go around the earth seven and a half times. That's crazy. Yeah. That math is above my pay grade. Yeah, I don't understand how that works either. Wow. Mind blowing. Okay. Do you have any more? I do. I have one more. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. So longest lasting light bulb to be burning and still currently burning. How long? Oh, this is, um, gosh, is it in in like a firehouse or something? I don't know where. I have not the slightest clue. I just know the time. It's from like the late 1800s, right? No, that math doesn't check out. Nope. Hmm. Well, what? 113 years. Okay. So, all right. So early 1900s? Early 1900s. Okay. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So why is my light bulb going out like all the time? It's called uh, planned obsolescence. 
Yeah, obsolescence. Ob- obsolescence, yeah. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Which, wow, we could have a whole show about that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, look that up if you haven't. All right, All right. cool. Well, that, that was fun facts. Yeah, that was the enlightenment. So if you're, uh, if you're going to your water cooler or you're going to a party and you have a lull in the conversation, now you have no excuse because we just gave you a lot of talking points. Yeah. Some great fun facts. That, that was it. That's, that's your enlightenment. That's right. All right. So for the next segment, it's called Dimming Resolutions. And this is where we look back on the year of 2018 and just talk through our failed resolutions. Did not work out. For me, I did not lose 10 pounds. Like I thought it was, I had so hopes. And gosh, did I, was I excited in January, but did, it did not happen. I think maybe I got a few. So my question is, how long did it take till you like gave up on it? Um, well, it didn't help that I, I don't have like a, a scale readily available. So I, I did put it on my Christmas list this year. Um, so that's like a cop out excuse, but, um, I don't know, probably fluctuated throughout the year, but all in all checked recently did not. Would you like, like midway through the year sort of like realize, Hey, I wonder if I've lost that 10 pounds. I'm going to go on a little yeah. bit of a health kick. Yeah. See yeah. If we can get there. Right. Exactly. Like about March it would kick in May again. Yeah. Yeah. Late September. Just, yeah. Just, um, Every so often, it was like, shoot, I, I should do that. I told myself I was going to do that. Yeah. So, like, Didn't the other thing, out. like, should do that. My thought last December, around the same time, hey, how about you actually come up with a New Year's resolution by January 1st? Yeah. A lot of people and then um, January 1st came around or came along. Didn't have one, and uh, I never came up with one. So, I guess my New Year's resolution for this year is going to be to uh, come up with a New Year's resolution. Yeah, I hope you do. <laughs> and that's a, that's something so easy, like. January 1st, the last thing you want to do is move out, move off your couch, let right. alone think of something, a goal set. Yeah, for so that's why you do it early. Do it early. Yeah. But then I feel like after, if you don't do January 1st, you're like, all right, by the end of the month, I'll have something to do. And then you don't do that. And then at that point, it's just. Yeah. My, my cutoff is like January 2nd. Though. Oh, okay, I was yeah. just like, oh, I didn't come up with one. But, but all right, wait till next like, year. <laughs> it doesn't look like I'm going to have one. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Well, um, high five for being massive failures. There we go. Excellent job. All right, this is a, a segment that Ernie and I call Lights On, Lights Off, and it's a movie review segment. Right down, we record at the Wasserville office, and, and down the block is, is this movie theater called Tivoli, and right before we, we record, we just go and watch whatever movie's there. Usually yeah. it's like a movie that's in between being in the bigger theaters and then being released on DVD or uh, digital. Yeah, it's a p- very pleasant movie theater. You can go in, get... Great popcorn. It's got some of the best popcorn around. Yeah. And the tickets are typically a little bit cheaper, too. Yeah. So usually the movies that we review will be more relevant. However, during this month, they were playing a lot of classic Christmas movies. So uh, so we we looked on the day, and it was a movie called Christmas in Connecticut. And Ernie and I looked at each other, and we're like, oh, I never heard of that movie. Yeah. I was totally good. expecting sort of a lighthearted, sort yeah. of like old-timey, like a- just – heartwarming Christmas movie. I was expecting like a Hallmark movie and that's why I just missed it. Must have missed it in the past few years. Uh, but wow, I was not expecting it's a, it's a movie from 1945. Yeah. Black and white. If you're, if you're wondering how old Ernie and I are, if you're wondering if we were born after 1945, the answer is yes. So we missed this movie. Yeah. 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 Just by, just by a a lot, just by a whole lot. But so, it got some good reviews. IMDb, it scored 7.4 out of 10. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 88%. Yeah, yeah I, I don't doubt that it's it's one of those like Christmas classics that people probably watch this every year, for sure. Yeah, not in my family. What do you think? Um, I uh, Would I watch it again? Yeah, would you? 
Um, no, no, dude, definitely wouldn't watch it again. Okay, um, it was it was a long movie, even though it wasn't that long, <laughs> but yeah, it felt so like long. we were watching it forever. Um, I, I I don't know. Um, if I had to say again, we're going lights on, lights off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go lights off on this. One. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go lights off. Um, I think if I were alive in the 1940s, I think this would be a pleasant movie. I yeah, think I would really enjoy. It seemed um, like it probably was very entertaining. Yeah. Very convoluted storyline, whole lots of ties that yes. come together. If you've never seen it, you have to pay attention during the first 15 minutes or else you will be lost for the entire movie. This is what happened. The opening shot is a Nazi submarine bombing a U.S. naval ship. And then two there's like two survivors and they're just floating on a raft. That's how this lighthearted Christmas movie starts. Yeah. I was I the movie started, I was like, where is this going? Where did, what, in, how is this a Christmas movie? And it took maybe 45 minutes for them to get to Connecticut finally. Um, and wow, there's just a. Just scandalous lies and turns. There's, and it's yeah, just, there's a lot going on. Uh, definitely it's not a movie where you can like text. And, well, it wasn't designed to be that movie because texting wasn't around. Right. But you definitely can't text during it. And you got to have all of your focus. Yeah, got to dive And in. it was just, I think it's, it's definitely a comedy. Uh, I don't think I laughed out loud at any part. I don't. I don't think you laughed. I. Uh, I don't. I don't believe I laughed <laughs> at any point. I'm lights yeah. out on it. I mean, if if nothing else is on, if you're like all up to date on Christmas movies, by all means, watch yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Like you've you've knocked out all the classics, and then some really obscure ones after that. Yeah. And then maybe some in a different language. Yeah. And then maybe go on to and then, Christmas in and then watch Elf ten more times. Yes. That's yeah, yeah. And then and then watch Christmas, Christmas in Connecticut. Connecticut. So you got a long month to yeah. sort of knock all that out um, when it comes it comes back around next year. Yeah. Uh, keep your eye out for it. Yeah. Definitely keep your eye out for it. I, I also checked. It's not streamable on any of the main streaming sites. So you have to rent it. So I, I don't even know if I would recommend the three dollars it takes to rent it. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Maybe go to li the library. I don't know. Yeah, don't maybe know. get a gift card, like iTunes gift card. Like that'd be the only fashion. Uh, yeah. That I, even but that. even then, I mean, well, who buys music nowadays? So, right. I mean, what are you going to what are you gonna use that iTunes gift card I on? guess, yeah. yeah. Christmas in Connecticut. There we go. All right, that's our review for Christmas in Connecticut. Two lights off on that. Two lights um, off. We'll be, we'll be back next month with this segment, and uh, I'm not sure what we're going to see. But, yeah, I have no but, idea. Um, It'll be whatever yeah. is airing right before we go in to record this. <laughs> It'll <so>. be a surprise. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to be wrap, wrapping things up here on this uh, on this uh, Watts of Talk. We've had plenty of fun in our first episode. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, this is a blast. Yeah, this is a real good time. Um, so just a few housekeeping things. We do have a, a trip coming up, Guatemala, March, March 2nd through the 9th. Um, if any of this has sounded interesting to you about going on trips, again, we're going to be having a little bit more info. I think a segment in our next show, maybe like a survival guide mm. of the tri of like trips because we've both been on one. Yeah. We may grab some details from other individuals that have been on trips as well. Um, if you know going on one of these trips is something that interests you, again, next one coming up March 2nd through the 9th to Guatemala. Fantastic trip. They stay in very nice accommodations and go – to uh, some very, again, same deal, very remote locations. Uh, if that interests you at all, please email info at watsoflove.org. Um, so you can get onto that global travel team sort of um, email thread so you can sort of get a little bit more info on, on that kind of thing. Yeah. If you've made it this far in the podcast, kudos to you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And we'll be back next month to talk and more. Hopefully this is uh, maybe a little better. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> no, we got to set the bar low. Yeah. And then. Just impress yeah. and improve from there on. Very low base. Yeah.
Love it. All right, thanks everyone. Light the world. Want you to see everything, want you to see